Hey everybody, John Finn, Church Without Walls International, CWOWI.org. We are a house church network. We celebrate the gathering of the saints by meeting in homes in a network that is spanning dozens of countries by just ordinary people just gathering with the saints, becoming a community of faith, a family of faith, rotating who hosts, rotating who leads where at all possible, and and being in touch with one another through the week as well, not just a see you next Sunday. So there's a big dynamic. It's very, very different from the auditorium church. Visit our website. There's 10 question and answer videos about house church. There's podcasts. There's all sorts of things, articles. Sign up for my weekly thoughts, my weekly thoughts and my monthly newsletter. But my month, my weekly thoughts are a weekly teaching that comes out, usually not on the subject of house church at all, just good balanced teaching. It's also there where we share information about our conferences and where I'm going to be and, and Zoom online meetings and things of that nature. CWOWI.org. All right. So today, talking about seeing the Father. If you've heard anyone's testimony of, of going to heaven, you may have heard them say something like, you know, I was brought before the throne, but I couldn't see his face because, you know, no one can see his face and live. And, and, and other people will say, you know, that they go to heaven at will. And if you hear somebody who says, you know, I went to heaven at will or, you know, I go all the time, then you need to run for the nearest exit on that. Every example in scripture that we have of a supernatural experience between man and God is that God initiates it. And secondly, I never, I've, I've never asked to see the Father. I've never asked to go to heaven. I've never asked to see Jesus. I've never asked to see angels. I think in my, in my 16 year old theology, I mean, I know in my 16 year old theology, I thought the book of Acts is normal Christianity. So I thought it should be normal to see the Lord or to angels or cast out demons or lay hands on the sick or speak in tongues because that's 30 years of the early church history. And that was normal Christianity, but I've never sought those things. They just happen. And you'll see whether it be Daniel or the apostle John in the book of Revelation, if, if it be Mary, you know, with Gabriel standing before her, anything that you see uh, like that, it, earth never initiates it. It just happens. Heaven initiates it. All right. But now talking about the father, you know, in first John one, three, the apostle John writes, and he says, we're writing to you to let you know that truly our fellowship is with the father and with his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, so that you also can partake. And then in John 17, 3, in the Gospel of John, chapter 17, verse 3, Jesus said, This is eternal life, to know you, the only true God, and your Son, whom you have sent. So knowing the Father is an essential part of being a Christian, and yet so few do. And part of that is the mystique around the misunderstanding of God the Father of the Old Testament versus the New and the mystique around this whole, you can't see my face and live. So let me take it just chapter and verse to show you some balance and show you what scripture says. All right. In Exodus 33, verses 9 through 11, it says, The cloud descended from off the mountain. The glory cloud, the presence of God, descended from off the mountain and stood at the tabernacle, at the face of the tabernacle, the door of the tabernacle, excuse me. And Moses and the Lord spoke there. And it says, And the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. That's Exodus chapter 33 and about verses 9 through 11. If you go to verse 18 and you go through to the next five or six verses uh, in Exodus 33, 18, then it says this, Moses is up on the mountain and he says, show me what you're made of. Show me your substance. It's, it's the Hebrew word kabod. Uh, it's usually translated glory, but what it really means is show me your core. Show me what you're made of. 
And the Lord says, okay, I'll put you on a rock and there's a cleft near me. And I'm going to put you in the cleft of the rock. I'm going to put my hand over your eyes because no one can see my face and live. And then you can, I'll turn around. You can see my back. And, and so that's what happens. What's the difference? How can in, in uh, verses nine through 11, it say the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And then five verses later, six verses later, it says, no one can see my face and live. The difference is being in the spirit or in the flesh. Now, in verses 9 through 11, it says, the cloud descended upon the tabernacle and at the door of the tabernacle, and Moses and the Lord spoke there. It is what the apostle John would later say, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. He said that in Revelation 1.10, I was in the spirit and I heard a voice behind me and I turned and he saw the Lord Jesus in glory. He also says that in the Revelation chapter 4 and verse 2. He says, I, I heard a voice saying, come up here. And I looked and behold, there was a door in heaven. And immediately I was in the spirit. In the spirit, sometimes you don't know whether you're in the body or out of the body. It just happens to you. And that's the difference with Moses there. He was in the spirit in the glory cloud where the Lord was speaking to him face to face. And if you are in the spirit, in other words, if your physical body is not involved, it's your physical body that can't stand the presence of God because it's of the earth and he's of heaven. And your physical body would be killed at the unbridled presence and power of the Father God. And uh, and we see this in uh, 2 Kings chapter 6 where the man where David improperly brought the Ark of the Covenant into town on an ox cart and it rocked a little bit and a man put out his hand to steady it and he died instantly because the the earth, earth suit, the earth body cannot contain, cannot handle the, the unchecked power of God and presence of God. But if you're in the spirit, your physical body is not a concern. You're, you're either spirit and soul in heaven or the spirit of God so overwhelms you that it's, it's uh, what the Bible would call a trance where your body is, is suspended for a time so that the Lord can open your eyes to his realm. So for instance, in John chapter one and verse 18, it, the apostle John was writing and he says, and he says, no man has seen God at any time, but the son who's in the bosom of the father, he has revealed him. And then Jesus said in John six forty six, he he said, not that any man has seen God at any time, but the Son, uh, who's with the Father, you know, reveals Him. And so uh, we also go to well. Here's where the Father's seen. Let me just go on. I see my time is going. Um, in Ezekiel chapter, well, let me go back. In Revelation chapter four, the Apostle John hears a voice and saying, "Come up here." And he sees a door open in heaven, and he says, immediately, I was in the spirit. And then he says, he saw a throne, and he saw him who sits on the throne. And he saw a rainbow round about the throne, and he saw 24 elders, and he saw a clear flooring, as clear as the sky in its, in its clearness, and a rainbow. And, and he saw the Father God, and he saw cherubs, multi-winged creatures around the throne, saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And, and that's all of Revelation chapter 4. And people read that, and they don't realize that is the Father God. The Apostle John is seeing the Father God, and he's describing the Father God. He's describing the scene around it. And the things to note for our little study this morning is the rainbow and the clear flooring and the cherubs. Those three elements, the rainbow, the clear flooring, and the cherubs are around the throne of the Father God. How do we know Revelation chapter 4 is the Father? Because in Revelation chapter 5, 
verse one, he says, and I saw that there was a scroll in the right hand of him who sat upon the throne. And I wept much because no man was worthy to open the scroll and to loose the seals thereof. And one came to me and said, don't weep for the lion of the tribe of Judah has overcome and he is worthy to open the scroll. And then he goes down to verses five, six, and seven. He says, then he came talking about the lion of the tribe of Judah, the one who was slain, but is now alive forevermore. It says he came and took the book out of the right hand of him who sat upon the throne. So there we have the son who was slain coming to him who sits on the throne to take the scroll to open the seals. And that's the rest of the book of Revelation. And that's exactly what Revelation 1.1 says. It says, it is a revelation given from God the Father to the Lord Jesus Christ to show the saints what would happen in the future. So the Apostle John sees the Father God. That's all of Revelation 4. Read it. You can see it for yourself and read the first part of chapter 5 as well. And we also see this. So those three elements, the rainbow, the clear flooring, and the cherubs. So in Ezekiel chapter 1, Ezekiel is standing by the river Kibar a tributary of the Tigris of the Euphrates, I forget. And he's suddenly in the spirit. And he he quotes it in, uh, in uh, verse three, I think it is. He says, the hand of the Lord was upon me. And that means I was in the spirit. The hand of the Lord was upon me, mean he was in the spirit. And he sees the throne of the Father God coming. He sees the cherubs like a balls of fire holding and, 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 and carrying the throne of the Father God. And all of Ezekiel chapter one, he describes this. And he describes the cherubs carrying the, the throne. And he describes uh, the throne in, in chapter one. And let me see if I wrote it down. Oh, in verse 22, he says, the flooring before this throne is as clear as crystal. And in verses 25 through 28, he describes a rainbow round about the throne. So there you've got the cherubs, the rainbow, and the clear flooring. Ezekiel is having an experience with the Father God who's coming to him. And Ezekiel is in the spirit and he sees the Father. Uh, one of my favorite ones is, ex in fact, probably my favorite, the favorite, is Exodus chapter 24, verses 7 through 11. They have confirmed Israel is fresh out of Egypt uh, fresh from the coming to the foot of Mount Sinai, the Lord gives the Ten Commandments. They have to have a covenant meal. They they confirm the covenant. Covenant that Israel has said, "Yes, we will do all that you have said." And in Exodus twenty four seven through eleven, they make a sacrifice, and Moses sprinkles blood on Moses' names: Moses, Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, who are the four chief in charge there, and then 70 of the elders of Israel. So they sprinkle the sacrificial blood on 70 of the of the elders of Israel. It's time to celebrate, to eat the covenant meal. And they go up on the mountain and it says, they did see God and he did not set his hand on them to hurt them. But they saw, a, but before his throne, there was a clear flooring as clear as the sky. So they're having the covenant meal with the father again. And so you see that. Today we have covenant meals. It's like a, a wedding, you know, after a wedding, there's a, there's a meal. We, we, we have this to our day, to our day. They, they, and, but it started clear back in ancient times. Uh, another one, I, I love it in Daniel chapter seven. And in verses nine through 14, Daniel is in the spirit and he says, I did see the ancient of days. This is Daniel seven verses nine through 14. I did see the ancient of days and he did sit and all multitudes were brought before him and the judgment was set. And he describes the ancient of days as, as clothing and, and being as white as can be and his hair like pure wool. So he sees his face. He sees that his hair, how his hair is, which is white and it's got waviness to it. Um, and he sees all that. And then it says in verses 13, 14, it says, to him, the son of man came and received a kingdom that will have no end. So there he sees the Ancient of Days as the Father. It's not Jesus, it's the Father, to whom the Son of Man comes and receives a kingdom that will have no end. So um, 
when you when you see these things, these are examples of the Father being seen in Scripture. So when you see these things, realize heaven initiated it all. And if you are in the Spirit, you can see the Father. And if he takes you to heaven and everything, and, and your body is not a factor in that case, and you can see the Father as Moses and and Aaron and Nadab, Abihu, and 70 elders of Israel did, as Ezekiel did, as Daniel did, as the apostle John did in Revelation chapter 4. So those things I, I want to clear up with you. If you hear somebody talking about their visit to heaven and then they can't see the Father God because no one can see his face and live, number one, they don't know their scripture. Number two, you have to question the authenticity of their experience. Now, people can can mess up a genuine experience by their religious tradition, by their age and immaturity, and that happens all the time. So you, I just encourage caution. If you hear somebody who said they went to heaven and they saw a bunch of stuff, or if they go to heaven at will, or if they go to heaven like every other week or something like that, um, you know, you just don't see that in scripture. I mean, people are given, like the Apostle John saw in the book of Revelation, he was given like a tour of heaven. He saw all sorts of things that were going on. And that happens. That's happened to me. But it's not like I go all the time, you know. And and so that's that's just plain goofy. That's getting off. And if you start hearing of people saying, you know, that they can astral project, that they can go there in the spirit and everything like that. No, no, no. That's a mix of new age. They're mixing unholy with holy. And that's a wrong spirit involved. And, and you need to run to the nearest exit in that case. And sometimes people will get in the flesh. Like they will, like one man in Nigeria wrote me who was concerned about a testimony from someone who'd supposedly died and gone to hell. And he said he saw Christians there who didn't tithe in hell. And he wanted to know if that was legitimate. I said, no, it's not legitimate. I said, I said that man, I did a little investigating. I found out that man's church preaches tithing as a condition of salvation. So when the man, if his experience was genuine, if it was real, then, then he just yeah, he he filtered it through his religious tradition. He filtered it through. So you know, I I question that. I also had um, you know emails from from women in other parts of Western Africa who from because they were concerned some woman supposedly died and went to and was given a tour of hell and saw women who braid their hair. Christian women in hell who braided their hair. It's like no, that's not that's goofy. But I did a little research, found out their church preached women could not braid their hair uh, or else they'll go to hell. Not understanding Paul's uh, talk in 1 Timothy chapter 2 about the marriage order, about Adam first being created, then Eve, how women should concentrate on an inward godliness, braiding of hair, weaving of jewels in the hair was a Roman custom. And Paul said, don't emphasize that, but emphasize godly character. Uh, Don't usurp authority over your husband, different things like that. He was talking about marriage order. And uh, but misunderstanding and tradition ruined what may have been and may not have been legitimate. So weigh these things out. But the one core truth that I'm trying to bring to you today is if you're in the spirit, you can see the father and heaven initiates it. So I uh, hope this has been a blessing to you, giving you insight. Look up those scriptures that you'll be amazed and get to know your heavenly father. Talk to him conversationally. Goodbye.